0: Alright, welcome back, 24's Podcast. Once again, late Sunday night. I decided to do one one podcast, one main one. I didn't really have a lot of the good games today. So I was just like, eh, you know what, we'll just amalgamize all of the podcasts. I was going to maybe record one, two episodes today. And I'll just stick with one. I thought I was going to get this podcast done before new year's day because uh i just i was like man i just don't want to is that carrie champion who is that Uh, carrie champion now works for espn or not espn but for cnn really Yeah, she is. Sorry. I was just Googling her. Shout out to Carrie Champion. I like Carrie Champion a lot. I'm watching CNN's countdown to 2024 because it's easily the most entertaining because Anderson Cooper and the other guy, they get drunk on national television for, I don't know, a couple of hours. It's great. It's great television. Andy Cohen. It's like I never watch CNN. I never watch either one of these one of these uh, guys, but... When it comes to New Year's and the content that they pump out on an annual basis, it's kind of like you kind of have to watch just to see what's going to happen, what thing they're going to say next. It's awesome television. Anyways, I thought I would kind of amalgamize the two podcasts here tonight. I'm not a celebratory person. I don't celebrate my birthday. I'm not gonna celebrate New Year's. I'm not gonna celebrate surviving another year when I'm in my twenties. It's like that's guaranteed as long as I'm not doing something dumb or have some horrendous genetic disease. You know, it's like it's it's not that big of a deal for me to survive another year. It's like now talk to me when I'm like eighty nine. All right. Then it's like it's a mo it's a moment. It's a huge moment because I'm I'm close to dying here. But I'm not that that um I don't know. I'm not that like into celebrating New Year's and stuff like that. Fun holiday. Love having it. But I love having... You know what I love about New Year's? It's not the actual night. It's the morning after because everybody's drunk and hungover and tired because I was... I'm watching the CNN broadcast and again, it's in New York City and all that good stuff. I love... I, I was in New York City for New Year's one year and it was fucking awesome. Awesome, awesome time to be there The night before, the day of, I think, was like a national championship game for college football. It was the Deshaun Watson Clemson uh, Tigers versus Alabama. Not Clemson Tigers, Jesus Christ. It is the Alabama Clemson Tigers. uh, Did I say Alabama Clemson Tigers? I'm tired. Clemson Tigers versus the Alabama Crimson Tide. Can you see how I got that a little bit confused? It's like, they sound very similar. But I was watching that game and I had some absolutely delicious New York style pizza. Not that garbage, the dollar pizza, which dollar pizza pretty much anywhere beats the crap out of any other pizza, anywhere, chain, restaurant, whatever. But unlike New York City, it's garbage uh, that you get if you're like hungry or whatever and you need something quick and fast. But I like I was in I was I think I was in Times Square in and around Times Square And there was this pizzeria that had a line outside of it or a huge line inside of it. And I waited and I got me two boxes of like, I don't know, like a Sicilian style pizza. No, 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 no. That's for like, um, hold on. Sicilian. No, it wasn't Sicilian because Sicilian's like deep dish. I forgot what it's called, but it was like, you know, your normal. (sighs) Hold on. What, What was it called? Hold on. I think it was a Neapolitan. Yeah, it was a Neapolitan. There we go. Neapolitan style pizza. Neapolitan style pizza is like a small pizza that's kind of like um, it, it's kind of fancy, and it was great. I ordered two, two pepperoni pizzas. It was awesome. I loved it. It was great, and I was. Let me tell you something. I was mega fucking pissed off. I was mega fucking pissed off because. I was staying in a hotel with my mom, my sister, and some of my sister's friends, and I, by the way, I was sleeping on the floor, but because it's like, am I going to get in a bed with my mom when I'm like, I don't know, in my early 20s, or am I going to get in a bed with my sister and her friends? God, no, I'm on the floor, and they were like, Arden, you're 24, you can you can sleep uh, you know, in a bed, and somebody will sleep here, and I was like, I'm not going to let a room full of women sleep on the ground, I'll take that bullet. They cranked the AC during the middle of the night. I can't explain why they did it or maybe it was just cold on the ground. But I mean, I just, I was inhaling cold air for like eight hours when I was asleep. But I loved New York. I loved it. Love New York City. It's a great, great city. Great place. It is, it actually is the greatest city on earth. It's fantastic. But that's like my huge New Year's Day memory and moment and stuff like that i love new i love new york i loved being there for new years because i was sober at the time i mean i'm still sober and my sister and her friends and my mom is tired or was tired because for reasons that i just listed off tiredness and hungoverness i went out and i walked around new york city in the morning it was fucking beautiful it was great now granted there's like confetti all over the place and you know, all that stuff, but I walked around New York City, I went to the Williamsburg Bridge, all that good stuff. Regardless, I'm going to talk about football for, I don't know, 10 to 20 minutes. I said that on the last podcast, and I was here for like almost an hour, but I will be here for 10 to 20 minutes. And I obviously won't have a podcast here tomorrow. Specifically because, not because it's New Year's, but because I never have podcasts on Monday. Won't have a podcast tomorrow. I'll be back Tuesday. I'll discuss some interesting stuff. Like, for example, this very weird clip that happened today where, or not today, but, I mean, there's so many weird clips that came out, right? One of the clips that I saw was a woman dissing Lamar Jackson and saying that she wouldn't have him as a quarterback. Another one was Jake Tapper Throwing a drink on a fan, and I got some thoughts about that as well, but I'll share with you those thoughts on Monday, as well as, like, what else happened? Um, I, don't, I, I don't know if, like, anything superficial kind of happened, but, like, I'll talk about all those things. I'll talk about just the dysfunction of Carolina, somebody, and this person is getting a lot of shit whoever it was um i'm not gonna say her name and the reason why let me i'm on her twitter right now okay it's still up the reason why i'm not gonna say her name is she is undoubtedly getting a lot of shit. i mean i'm looking at her comments right now holy christ Are is she getting flooded with comments like usually whenever you have more comments than than um than like, than likes on your Twitter, it's usually not a good, it's usually not a good thing, and so, I don't want to give her any more grief, even though she's wrong about Lamar. It's like, I can, I can kind of go at her without, being ad hoministic and kind of making her life worse. Uh, granted, I'm a small podcaster, so she probably won't even see this, but it's just like. I believe it's, like, like, I believe it's, like, you act, like, if I had a lot of people watching the podcast, if I had millions of people watching it, if I had nobody watching it, it's kind of like you gotta act the same, or at least that's how I'll act, I'll act practically the exact same, regardless of whoever's watching it, maybe it's, like, regardless. As I'm watching, um... Oh, God, another, they went to another fucking awesome place, they went to Key West fucking Florida, which, Key West Florida, if you've never been to Key West, Key West is, like, an archipelago, I actually know, like, the, um, the place that they're at right now, they have a drag queen in a high-heeled shoe in a, uh, kind of in, like, this, um, it's like townhouse or I don't know what to describe it, but this like two story restaurant building or whatever. I think I actually know where they actually are. Went to Key West as well. Key West is a fucking awesome place. Key West is like a small kind of like island off of Florida. It's, it's a really, really fucking awesome place to like visit and to potentially live in. It's, it's great. I loved going to Key West and visiting Key West. It's it's a great destination. Great little town. It's a little town literally in the middle of nowhere. Technically in the ocean, in the middle of the ocean, but yeah, Key West is awesome. They have um a lot of interesting festivals and things in that nature of that nature there, but I mean like one I, I, what what's that weird, I don't know what it is, but there's like, what's that Halloween thing? Halloween thing, that Halloween, what's it called? Is it called Fantasy Fest? I don't know, but it, it's it essentially, like Key West has this event in and around Halloween where a bunch of adults walk around the city naked with like body paint on, it's, it's like adult Halloween, you know, it's very hard to describe, and there's like a bunch of parties, and clubs, and things of that nature, but Key West is also like an awesome, like normal city, but I've just, I've never been there during that time, because it looks wild, and crazy, and then there's like other events at Key West, Key West is a very, very weird place, very awesomely weird place, anyways, sorry, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Tuesday is going to be a loaded show. It's going to be a packed show. Uh, I may, I, I may talk about the draft here on Tuesday. I'll probably save it to Wednesday. We'll probably have a weekly draft conversation now that the draft is, it, like, like now that the regular season is kind of wrapping up. But um, and we'll probably also talk about head coaches and stuff like that. I have this article from the NFL. Network about head coaching destinations or head coaches and potential destinations for certain teams and things of that nature. We also have the schedule for Sunday as well. Next week, we have all of the games. We have the Saturday games. We have the Sunday games as well. Last Sunday night football game is going to be Bills and the Dolphins. And then the first game of the week will be Steelers at Ravens. And then Texans at Colts. Two games. And I think they're both going to be on ESPN. But these are like two games with playoff implications. Huge games for their respective teams. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. And most importantly, they're going to be really important here. I just got an offer for one um, for like something that i I'm not going to buy until like four or five months, four or five months later. It's one of the, it's some, it's some, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm on eBay. Right. And I talked about this a little bit ago, a, a little while ago. Right. I talked about getting this very expensive collectors, uh, not, it i guess it is a collectors edition i don't know how to describe it but i was talking about how i was going to get this this um this very expensive collectors item because i'm a mega nerd and i kind of wanted to get um to get like this collectors item that i wanted and uh, I just got an offer for like $200 off of it. And uh, it, it's it, like, I don't have the money A right now for it. And then B, it's like, um I don't know. It doesn't move the needle on me, but I, I just got an email about it because uh like I'm interested, but I'm not like interested in it right now. Anyways, huge games happen today. There's going to be some fallout from it. And there kind of is continuous fallout from it specifically from the Eagles end. I already talked about the Cowboys game, the Jets and the Browns, I didn't really care about if I'm 100% honest with you. I I don't think anyone cares about that game. I mean, that game seems so so far away from you know, the games that happen today. First and foremost, okay? I'll start with Atlanta versus Chicago. Bludgeoning, brutal beatdown of Atlanta by the Chicago Bears 37-17 and and I keep hearing this phrase over and over and over again Arthur Smith will not be fired unless there is a cataclysmic like there is a like a cataclysmic event there's a catastrophe etc etc that sounds really really bad Right, It sounds like something has to go wrong for him to lose his job. Horrendously wrong. For me, it's kind of already happened. Right, He plays twice, by the way. This has happened twice. I think this is his third year in Atlanta. I would have fired him after last year. Let me look up Arthur Smith here for a second. Da-da-da-da-da. Let me see, let me see, let me see. I think he has, or what, yeah, he started, he was the Atlanta Falcons head coach since 2021, and so you have to count 2021 because that's the season, so 2021, 2022, 2023, so it is his third year, they're looking to have him back for his fourth year, he's on salary for six years, I have no idea why they signed him for six years, but that's that's what they did, for some weird reason, that's what Atlanta did, and they said, barring some cataclysmic event, he will be here going into 2024, I don't really understand that at all, and once again, the reason why I don't understand it is because it's like, bro, um, you should have been a better playoff contender this year, you should have been a better player, playoff contender last year not even a better that's not a great way to describe it you should have been in the playoffs last year you should have been in the playoffs this year by way of winning your division Tampa Bay didn't have a winning record they won their division Atlanta you are in a prime position or you were in a prime position to take over your division right if you won today's game you would have gotten back to being 500 but instead you lost against a bad team and you're sitting now at 7 and 9 and your other two teams in the division are 8 and 8. And I think they go up against Tampa Bay or no, they go up against the Saints next weekend in in New Orleans. I mean, how is this not a cataclysmic event that should have their head coach be fired is beyond me. I I don't really understand that at all. I really don't to me it's just like it should just be it should be over with but I, I, I'm I'm not sure I don't I don't understand it I've been on the record numerous times of hating a bunch of decisions that Arthur Smith has made hating kind of the way that he's used players hating the players that he's gotten. It just, none of it feels structured, none of it feels good, none of it feels intelligent, all of it feels stupid, and most importantly, all of it hasn't contributed to him winning football games this season or last season. I don't understand how he has his job. And so it is what it is. Uh, The Texans beat the Tennessee Titans pretty handedly. Dolphins get absolutely smoked by the Ravens. And this probably cements the um cements Lamar being the MVP, even though I still think it's Dak. I think Dak has played awesome all season long. But it's kinda like it's kinda like uh what's the word I'm looking for? Recency bias. Hold on like I'm looking at something I don't know why the commanders are trending right now. I think it's because like I'm I'm on Twitter right now, but I'm like why is the commanders trending on Twitter? And I think it's just because it's just like like um because they played the 49ers. Everybody knows that if the Cowboys beat them this weekend or this coming weekend then hold on. I think somebody was performing my way, recent or not recently, but on CNN. Sorry, going back to what I was talking about, but the commanders are trending on Twitter. I I don't know why. It um. It doesn't make any sense to me. Anyways, what was I looking at before? Oh yeah, Dolphins Ravens. Uh, Lamar probably won it this year because he's. He's kind of like the new guy, Dak didn't close out, and that's kind of why Lamar's had some really good games, great games over the last couple of weeks. I've I've been hot and cold, hit or miss with Lamar at times this season, and that's just because it's like at times his performances haven't been very good. But the same thing can be said about Dak in the last couple of weeks, it's specifically against the Bills. But and like I think Dak has put on a fantastic performance. I think I I, I think you're fine with both of them. As long, can we stop having, can, we, can I spend a couple of minutes on this? I, I've needed to talk about this, but I haven't really cared about the MVP because the MVP has just been such a joke because people have been like, is it Tyree Kill? No, it's not. Is it Christian McCaffrey? No, it's not. Is it Brock Purdy? No, it's not. And they've just interjected like 99 names for no apparent reason. And I'm like, it has been, if you want, let, let me put it to you like this. The best player in the league for the majority of the league of the time, during this like during this season has been Dak Prescott. It's easily been Dak. Even now, like, even yesterday, like, some of the shit that Dak does on a week-to-week basis is insane. I mean, there has been, outside of the Bills game and outside of the 49ers and the Cardinals, there has not been a single game where I'm like, man, the defense has figured out Dak Prescott. And there has been times where I will watch Lamar play and I'm like either he's just off or the defense has found something with Lamar that they can take advantage of and they can essentially minimize his impact on the game. And I think that to me is why I lean so have not just because I'm a Cowboy fan, but it's why I lean so far in a way with Dak because I've never seen this shit from Dak Prescott as a quarterback like ever. I've never seen him. Be essentially this unstoppable force again outside of a couple of moments, but I've never seen him essentially be just this unstoppable force. And uh, like yesterday, for example, CeeDee Lamb had 220 something yards, but Dak was like this unstoppable force, even with his even with like his tackles not playing very well. His offensive line last week against Miami, where his left tackle couldn't fucking block worth a damn. I'm like, oh my god, Dak is still putting his team in positions to win. It felt very similar to how Tom Brady would kind of carry the Patriots offense when he was in New England. Yes, it felt like that. It felt like, oh, I got Dak. Dak's going to figure it out. It felt great. So that's kind of why I lean so far into Dak because I'm like, people have tried to downplay this season over and over and over again for the Cowboys. Every single time, specifically with Dak, Dak always fucking shows up. He always fucking uh, has these huge games and these huge moments for the Cowboys. And it's just it's a it's a complete and utter shock to me that people would downplay it so hard, downplay his um his year this year. Maybe not a shock is the best way to describe it, but um, it's. It's it it's weird, but yes. Um, Dak to me is the MVP. Lamar's probably gonna win it. I'm just happy that Brock Purdy is not gonna win it or Christian McCaffrey. Holy Christ! But yeah, he had a five touchdown game against the Dolphins. He's probably won it at this point. I'd be shocked, to be honest with you, if Dak did get the um did get the MVP. As I'm watching the ball drop, the ball dropping in New York City is always just. A special moment. Again, I didn't mean... There's like 48 seconds left in 2023. It is so weird to like... It is It is a holiday tradition to see the ball drop. I just don't like staying up that lane. And I wish I was watching Gundam or playing Spider-Man. I'm not a big party guy. I'm not a big celebration guy. Hold on. As I watch the flicker of 2023 burn out. Hold on. Hold on. Now it's 2024. I feel the exact same. You want to know what pisses me off sometimes is when people celebrate New Year's too fucking early. Okay. Not to sound like a Grinch or a Scrooge. But my fucking God, I've heard fireworks pop off since it got dark at five o'clock in the afternoon today. Okay. Just a little bit of a tip for everybody that's popping off fireworks. Jesus fucking Christ, wait like six hours, at least like start firing them off at like 10 o'clock. I don't understand why you're popping them off at like 6 PM. It's like, oh, you got kids and you, and your kids can't stay up for new year's. That's not my problem. I live in the country and it's like I've heard fireworks popping off like gunshots for the last six hours straight. It's like, my God, can we like, can we reel it in a little bit? It's like you're three hours early. You're popping off fireworks during Sunday night football. What's wrong with you? Oh, I have I have kids and they can't stay up that late. That's not my problem. That's your problem. Your kids are either awake or they don't. Your kids either have to be awake. At, at, at the fucking very least, pop them at 10 o'clock. What is wrong with you, you psychopath? Great way to start out 2024, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, it's a great way to start off 2024. How awesome is that? I'm calling people psychopaths. Oh my god, my neighbor's psychopaths. I love it. Uh, Saints at Bucks. Baker Mayfield and the Bucks had a very, very easy job to do this uh, yesterday, New Year's Eve, I guess. very very easy job beat the overrated god awful saints and they failed to do that they lose 23 to 13 last week when i said i would try and find a different quarterback besides baker mayfield well there you go by the way if you're wondering they scored they being tampa they scored all 23 or not th- 23 they lost the game 23 to thir- god, what who is that guy who is that guy making out with on new year's day this guy's this old guy is making out with this absolute stunner in New York City right now. As Frank Sinatra is blasting on the speakers in New York because of course it's 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 the New York New York song. I mean, I don't mind Frank. But anyways, Baker Mayfield gets absolutely torched in Tampa by the way against his divisional rival in New Orleans and it's just like th- this is why this is why Tampa Bay probably should have tanked this year for Caleb Williams. They're probably going to be like, "Poof, we can we we have Baker, we have uh we have Mike Evans, we have Chris Godwin, we have a really really nice young team here at times." But I mean, who are we kidding? Who are we deluding, right? Like last year they got smoked in the playoffs by the Cowboys with Tom, by the way. And it's like this year, I mean, Mike Evans is a killer. He's awesome. He's great. I love Mike. But it's like, at some point, when do we be realistic and say, look, we're cutting ties, we're moving on, we're doing all this stuff because we can't keep up with the rest of the NFC, the top of the class, the top of the heap, referencing uh, Frank Sinatra. But it's like, you don't have the horses that you need to keep up with Dallas, with the Eagles, or the Niners, and you're just, you're just getting by. You're just participating in the league, right? Everybody thinks that they're going to get smoked by the Eagles in two weeks when the Eagles come to town and they go up against the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, I mean, hell, you, beat, you got fucking slapped by the, by the Saints. You scored all your damn points in the fourth quarter. It was a bad game. It was a horrible game. And then Baker may have gotten hurt on the play. They should have tanked. Horrendous season by Tampa. And by the way, by the way, get this. Because they lost today, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they may not make it to the playoffs. That's like a real thing that could potentially happen. I think they go up against Carolina, right? Yeah. But if Carolina somehow, and we'll talk about Jake Tapper and all this other crap that he's been doing, but if they lose next week, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose excuse me, lose next week to Carolina, which probably won't happen because it's Carolina. Carolina's worst team in football. Then Tampa Bay season will be for naught. In fact, it kind of is for naught because it's like you could have had Caleb Williams. You're sticking with Baker Mayfield. And it's just, it's very annoying. It's very annoying for me to have to watch this garbage go down. As Andy Cohen and Anderson Copa are about to take a huge fucking shot here. Hold on. As somebody who really doesn't care about New Year's that much, I, I have to ask as I like sit up and have literally waited for the ball to drop and for New Year's to happen, I got to ask the question, right? What exactly? Because I'm sober, right? This is like, this is one of the worst things about being sober. And I'm also, I mean, like I, I can hide behind my sobriety. I'm also anti-social. I'm introverted. I don't really like to talk that much. Ironic. Is like how ironic is that it's like I have a podcast where I talk for hours and hours and hours on end on a weekly basis but it's like i'm I'm antisocial and so I don't really go to these parties There's a difference right and not being invited to parties and not going to said parties I get invited to a lot of parties I mean I get a lot of people that are like 24 can we have can we have your Instagram can we have your snapchat can we have all this stuff et cetera et cetera but hold on, I just looked at paul anka anka hold on, let me look this guy up this guy is this who is his wife hold on he's 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 like married two fucking models twice. I'm like looking up his partner right now because yikes! This girl, I mean, Paul Anka is like seventy something. He's eighty two years old. This woman that he was macking on is just, I, I, I mean, I, just, I don't know, I don't know who this woman he was making out with on national television, but Jesus Christ! Again, sorry, it, like. Hold on. He's trending right now. Yeah, I mean, he just made out with... Who is that? Who is this woman he's making out with on national television? All right. Everybody's mad at Paul Anka because of his terrible singing. (laughs) All right, going back to what I was talking about earlier... With Tampa Bay, yeah, Tampa Bay is up Shit's Creek without a paddle, I don't really know what else to say about them, they potentially fucked it, they botched the entire season, I thought they would try and tank for Caleb, they aren't tanking, and they may not even go to the playoffs this year, and if they do, they're gonna get mob- uh, mobbed by the Eagles, we'll talk about the Eagles here in a second, Jags are pathetic, Caleb, not Caleb, Bryce Young was frustrated beyond belief after having probably his best game of his career, lays is this the first goose egg for yeah this is his first goose egg didn't score a single point in the game against the Jags by the way with CJ Beathard not throwing a single touchdown and also Jacksonville not even having Trevor Lawrence I was like Bryce coming off of his best game is going to do something and He gets sacked six times, and they are one for 13 on third down, and he has a pick. And they went forward on fourth down six times, and they got it 50% of the time. That's not good, folks. That's not good at all. So Carolina played like shit. And then on top of that, Carolina's owner, Jake Tapper, threw a drink on a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. We'll talk about it on Tuesday because there's going to be more information about it on Tuesday. Raiders at Colts. Colts needed this game because they are looking to get back into the playoffs this year and they got it by the way the same thing needed to be said about the Jags the Jags and they needed this game they got it Jags Colts and Texans are all nine and seven the standings right now in the AFC are the bills are going to get in because they won today they're 10 and six pretty much any team with 10 wins is going to get in bills are going to get in they're 10 and six Browns are going to get in shockingly enough they're 11 and 5 and you got one more playoff spot and it's going to be between Colts and it's going to be between the Colts the Texans and the Steelers they all have nine wins right Jags are up top Jags I think will probably go up against the Titans the Colts and the Texans will go up against yep each other next week on Saturday night that's why they're going up against each other on Saturday Huge game on Saturday uh, to potentially see who's going to get into the playoffs. And it's also being held on Saturday because uh, if the Steelers, I think, win, I think the Steelers are in. I think so. I think that's how that works. But anyways, uh, Rams at Giants. Rams almost losing to the Giants. Yikers, 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 Rams. Not a good look before you got to go up against the 49ers next week. Uh, Matt Stafford has inarguably his worst game or one of his worst games of the year where, yes, he threw for 70%, 317 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. That's why it's a yikes, folks. But um, Rams barely won the game. They won it because Mason Crosby missed a 54-yard field goal, which at this point, I, I would have said that he needed to have hit. Fifty, fifty-five, 55, 56, 57 yard field goals are hard. 54 is on that cusp of being a hard field goal. But I think he needed, I mean, he should have hit it. He should have hit it. I've seen Mason hit better. I've seen Mason hit more harder and complicated kicks. And today he just, he just missed it. I, I missed the game winner. Rams almost lost the game. I don't really know what else to say. 49ers at commanders 49ers for a little bit they looked like they were they're in a in a contest with the commanders and then the commanders were like we're the commanders and Sam Howell throws like two interceptions and uh yikes 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 two interceptions one touchdown final score 27 to 10 should I talk about next week versus the Cowboys I will I'll, tie it in. I'll talk about it loosely because I'll probably talk about it a little bit more on Tuesday. But to kind of spoil some of the conversation that we're going to have in a couple of minutes, Dallas, because they won, and we'll talk about the officiating with Dallas. I don't really care that much about it. Um, but we'll talk about it on Tuesday. But because Dallas beat Detroit, and Arizona beat the Eagles today, Dallas is the one seed in the conference, or excuse me, in the division. And so Dallas next week will travel to Washington to play up against Washington, and Washington is terrible. If I'm the owner of the Commanders, I'm telling Ron Rivera and the GM, if they do not want to lose their jobs, to bench and sit everybody. That can help us win. They've kind of already done that fair play to Ron Rivera and the GM, they've kind of already done that because they've traded away Montez Sweat, they've traded away Chase Young, they've traded away practically all of the players that can help them win next week against the Cowboys. The reason why I say that isn't because I'm a Cowboys fan and I want the Cowboys to have the two seed overall and to win the division. That's not the reason why. reason why I say that is for the commander's sake. The commanders right now are sitting at the number two overall draft pick and the 2024 draft uh, that will be had this year because now it's 2024. If you're the Commanders, you cannot... And by the way, the Bears have the one seed or the number one uh, pick. If you're the Commanders, you can't shank the number one overall pick for a win that won't matter to you against the Dallas Cowboys where... You're in, I think, a three-way tie with Arizona and New England and yourself for, um, not four, excuse me, but you're in a three-way tie with those two other teams with a record of four and 12. And then coming up the rear, you got the Giants at five and 11, your divisional rival, Tennessee at five and eleven, and then the Chargers are at five and ten. How are they at five and ten? They should be at five and eleven. I guess it was because the game was still going on. And yes, they are at five and eleven because yikes, the Chargers played Jacob Eason or whomever, whomever they played, and they got destroyed by the Broncos, nine to sixteen, garbage game. I didn't watch it, but yes, if you're the Commanders. Your number one issue overall is that you lack a quarterback and also you lack an offensive lineman. You can go out and you can kind of get your wish that you had a couple of years ago and get Russell Wilson in free agency, right? Pair him with Terry McLaurin and also Jahan Dotson. Now you're starting to get a little bit dangerous, but then you can add Joe Alt who's the best tackle in the draft, and you can add him to your offensive line, which is deplorable, and now it's like you have a team that can fight back against the NFC East instead of being the doormat. Jonathan Allen, your star defensive tackle that really isn't a star and gets paid a lot of money to essentially do nothing, was pissed off at losing to the Eagles for the seventh or eighth straight year in a row. Well, it's just like, well, guess what? He's about to have something similar happen to him next week when he loses to the Dallas Cowboys. Point that I'm trying to make here is that if you're the Commanders, you've been the laughing stock, you've been the doormat of the NFC East for years. Even your victory and win in 2020, where you won the division, was a hollow victory because the entirety of the NFC East, outside of not even outside of yourself, but the entirety of the NFC East was just a mess. The Giants had Joe Judge as their first year head coach. Dallas's uh, Dallas had Dak Prescott get hurt. And it was Trevon Diggs' rookie season. And then the Eagles were deciding on whether or not their starting quarterback should be Jalen Hurts or also, um, or uh, what was it? Or um, Carson Wentz. So they were in the middle of that issue. And so if you're the commanders, right? lot on your plate. I think they go down very easily against the Cowboys next week. Somehow I literally over like I overlooked the Eagles versus the Commanders. Again, I'm trying to go fast here. And a bunch of other games too. The Patriots versus the Bills. But we'll talk about those two games here in a couple of minutes. But if you're the Eagles, or excuse me, if you're the Commanders, lose to the Cowboys. You're in a great spot potentially going into the draft. I I would be shocked if the Cowboys and by the way, I don't think that the Cowboys are going to lose next week, but I would be I would be a little bit annoyed if Ron Rivera tries to go out and win this game, just because it's just like, bro, your job, you're done. The commander's ownership is probably going to fire you next week or the week after, or you're going to resign. But it's like you get resigned or you're fired. It's like plateau plomo. But Ron Rivera is probably done. Lose to the Cowboys we'll see what happens. There's been this interesting situation. It happened last year with Lovey Smith of the Houston Texans where Houston was in prime position to get the number 1 pick in the draft and Lovey Smith wins the final game of the year and that propels the Bears to the one seed. Kind of an underrated story to talk about, truth be told, but it did happen last year and Lovey Smith I mean, he cost the Bears the number one not the uh, not the Bears but the Texans the number one pick and the commanders are kind of in a similar situation where it's like, you have got to get somebody in here to help you out. You've got to. This isn't about this year this or technically last year's uh, playoffs or standings or whatever. This isn't about last year. This is about this year. It's like, you better figure some shit out right fucking now. Otherwise, you are going to be in a really, really bad spot long term. I mean, technically, you already are. You don't have your pass rusher. It turns out Montez Sweat is a really, really good pass rusher. You let go of Chase Young. Like, all of these huge, huge decisions and kind of mistakes that you've made over the last couple of years are coming back to haunt you, and it's just like, bro, you've got to figure some of this shit out right now. And they can with a loss to Dallas next week. Patriots lost to the Bills. Kind of a close game, 21-27. Bills are a tad bit overrated again. I mean, Bailey, the the Bills barely beat the Patriots when the Patriots, as Bailey Zappi, had three interceptions. I mean, how does that happen? Josh Allen didn't have a touchdown through the air. He had one on the ground. But, yeah, Josh Josh Allen and the Bills, they're 10-6. and six, They're overrated. They should have lost to the Cowboys if the Cowboys played better. Should have lost. I mean, they shouldn't have lost to the Cowboys because the Cowboys, they didn't play at all pretty much. Should have lost to the Eagles. Did they beat the Eagles? No, they lost to the Eagles. But um, Chiefs should have lost to the Chiefs so the Chiefs played better. My point is the Bills shouldn't be in the playoffs, but it's been a weird year, and here they are back in the playoffs. I'm so annoyed with the Bills, man. I mean, there's probably some switches that could be hit to prevent them from going to the playoffs. I don't think that that happens, but Bills are back in it. They shouldn't be, but... They're going to be a bad playoff team regardless. Now, Eagles at or Cardinals at Eagles, probably the huge, the biggest game of the day because it, it clinched the one seed for the Niners and it swung the door wide open once again for the Cowboys to come in and get the one seed in the conference. Or not in the conference, but in the division, which to be honest with you, I had my doubts about them winning it. And uh, I was watching the game, and I was hoping Kyler was going to win it for for us, for the Cowboys, and he did. 35-31 goes the Cardinals' way. A huge shocker for me. Huge shocker of a game. I don't really know what else to say about the Cardinals except, yikes, yikes, man. The Cardinals, not the Cardinals, the Eagles are probably a second round elimination, maybe a first rounder. Um their corners suck. Their team as a whole sucks. They play with no confidence. I talked about how a couple of weeks ago when they went off of their defensive coordinator, they went from their former defensive coordinator, I think his name is Sean Desai to Matt Patricia. I was like that's a bad decision. It just it's like you've won 10 games, show and play with a little bit more confidence than You know, hey, we just got beaten by the Cowboys. We're going to change out our defensive coordinator. And it just feels as if the Eagles are in complete and utter disarray. And on top of that, their fans, when their fans turn on them, man, they turn on them so hard. And like today was just a really, really bad day. Not only did they lose, but they lost at home to the Cardinals, a team that they should have beat. And I mean, the Eagles fans were fucking ruthless to them. And it to be honest with you, it doesn't do them any good confidence-wise and stability-wise when it comes to the org. You'll probably have Eagle fans out here today uh talking shit about how the Eagles um how the Eagles are doing some dumbass shit and how the Eagles should run the football more or whatever, but we'll talk a little bit more in depth about it on Tuesday, but the Eagles the Eagles are overrated. I don't know if they're this year's Minnesota or if the Detroit Lions are this year's Minnesota. I don't really know, but the Eagles, man, yikes. It Today's game was a huge yikes. Jalen Hurts didn't play that terribly, but I, I don't know what else to say. I really don't. I really don't. They can't stop anybody. That's what I'll say. They can't stop anybody. They can't stop James. They didn't stop James Conner. Kyler had three touchdowns. I mean, they could not stop anybody today. So, we'll see what happens with the Cardinals long-term. We'll see what happens with the Eagles. But the Eagles, man, they choked. They really did. Another team that choked... Seattle 30 to 23, you know, against the Steelers. A team in which they 1000% should not be losing to this late in the season. I don't think the Steelers, I think the Steelers are overrated as well. They they could win 10 games if they beat Lamar next year, not next year, but um next week. I don't think they do. But Seattle is now 8 and 8. They potentially cost themselves a trip to the playoffs this year and I I just Seattle as of right now has where's their pick? I thought they had Denver's pick. I guess not, right? I do remember looking at I'm looking at the other draft. They don't have Denver's pick. Uh because den because it's been 2 years since I guess they traded away Russell Wilson. But yeah, uh, man, Seattle is just they're one of those other teams where I just I I like a lot of, their Washington except in the NFC West. It's like I like a lot of their pieces, but I'm not a huge fan of their offensive line at times, even though they seem to have a really good one. I'm not a huge fan of their quarterback. I'm not a, really a huge fan of the way they play offense, but, you know, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. I don't know. As I'm watching the Jonas Brothers perform in, Newark, New Jersey right now, how weird is that, that like, we never, you know what we never really talk about, New Year's is like a, because I'm usually asleep at this point in time, we never really talk about how like, and I mean, they're performing in front of a packed crowd, man, Jesus Christ, we never really talk about like, how many performers are performing at New York, not at, yeah, at New Year's. With, like, huge fucking crowds, man. Like, it's insane how many people are at the Jonas Brothers concert right now. I'm a bit shocked, actually. Anyways, going back to what I was talking about. Steelers beat the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle's overrated. Same thing goes with the Steelers. Mike Tomlin's impervious record of awesomeness of not losing or not having a losing record on his resume is going to continue. And he may even go to the playoffs this year, but man, oh man. um, This season was to me, not a very, it wasn't a very good position, not position, but it wasn't a very good, like, like year for them. It's not really a good position for them to be in because, I feel like they need a new quarterback. I feel like they need to move off of Kenny Pickett, probably. And they need offensive linemen. They need a lot of shit. And they just, I don't know. I don't know how they keep winning games, man. I really don't. They keep finding ways to win, which is admirable. But they're off the pace of a lot of their other, a lot of the competition in the conference. And um, I don't think they can consistently beat the top competition. It's not about beating, like, one team, like, they beat Baltimore, for example, this year early on, but I don't think they can consistently beat Baltimore. Like, I don't think they can go to Baltimore. I don't think, for example, they play Baltimore next weekend in Baltimore. I don't think they can win that game. And I, to be honest with you, I think they shouldn't have won the first game. So, uh, Bengals at Chiefs looked, as I probably get an alert that it's New Year's, Looked like a really, really close game for the most part. Looked really, really close. Um, And then the Chiefs kind of pulled away. The Chiefs are in disarray. They really are. I don't really know what else to say about the Chiefs. There has to be some really, really hard decisions that get made with some of the personnel. Like, they have to be a lot more aggressive with receivers they have to go out and get somebody else. They have nobody for Patrick Mahomes to throw the football to. And he's rattled, man. I mean, I haven't seen and granted they won and they clinched the division and all that good stuff, but it's just like I've never seen Patrick and the Chiefs have be be this rattled, where a couple of weeks ago they talked about Kadarius Toney and they they were talking about how he's offsides and all this other garbage. And then they lose, I think, a couple of games consecutively. I mean, they're not even in the AFC running for the one seed anymore. They lose to, you know, the Bills and on December 10th, and then they lose to the Raiders uh, last week. And it's just like, I've never seen them have a stretch like that where we're looking at the Chiefs and it's just like, bro, why are you losing some of these games that you shouldn't be losing? They have no burst, no, you know, explosive power against any team in the conference and you know let alone their own division and it's just it's just not a good look for the um for the Chiefs today I'm not going to lie to you or not for the Chiefs today but for the Chiefs long term I don't know how they're supposed to do anything I really don't they just it doesn't look good it doesn't look good at all at least for me long-term for the chiefs charges out Broncos. I didn't watch the game cause I didn't care. I mean, there were two backup quarterbacks that were playing chargers are playing for draft spots. So it's like, Hey, great. You lost. You are five. And I, let me refresh the page again. Let me see if it actually did it. If they actually changed it here, they should be five and 11 now. And they are, and they are the sixth overall pick in this year's draft and I would take another, I would take Joe alt. I would, I would maybe trade down. I mean, take the best offensive player. Uh, you know, you want you want to know what the problem is with the chargers, right? Poor coaching. They have Rashawn Slater. Who's a great left tackle when he's healthy. They have, you know, a gaggle of wide receivers, they have that sounded weird. They had they have great wide receivers. They have Keenan Allen, or they've spent a lot of resources. Maybe not that they have great receivers. They spent a lot of resources on wide receivers, right? There's a difference in having and having great wide receivers. I I should have said they've invested a lot in it. And what I mean by that is that they've invested a lot in Quentin Johnson and Mike Williams, and they've gotten nothing on their return on their investments. But You, it's kind of early in the life cycle of Quentin Williams or Quentin Jefferson and Mike Williams. And so they're willing to continue to kind of like strike out with those two because they spent a lot of money on on those two players. And so we'll kind of look at the Chargers long term, but they're in a bad spot. They also have a lot of money tied up into edge rushers and Khalil Mack, who's having a career year and Joey Bosa. They're not moving off of those guys. And so the primary and they also have Justin Herbert obviously. So the primary positions that you would probably want not probably want, but definitely want. Like they also have a guard in Zion w- Johnson, not William, but Zion Johnson that they've also drafted as well, I think last year. They have all of the these resources tied up in like good players and it's just like well where exactly do you go? And it's just like maybe you go after a tackle I don't think you can go after another wide receiver. Keenan Allen has been your best wide receiver all year. He's had another great year as well, another, you know, twelve hundred, thirteen hundred yard year. It's like, where exactly do you spend it? You have a loaded team. And I think Joe Alt is gonna be gone by the time that you know the sixth overall pick rolls around. But my God, man. Are the Chargers in need of a very specific position, or maybe not even a specific position, but just probably better coaching, I think will solve a lot of their issues and a lot of their problems. Anyways, it's kind of the Chargers problem. Packers at Vikings was, I I thought the Vikings would have the Packers, Jair Alexander isn't playing, which just swung the door wide open for the Vikings to do something. Vikings are still kind of in a playoff, you know, are, are, or were, I guess, in a playoff, um, were, they had a chance to go to the playoffs, excuse me, and now they they absolutely wet the bed there. They're seven and nine. They're pretty much eliminated from the playoffs. But, um, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Here's, here's an interesting kind of development slash dilemma, right? You got Seattle. Here's, here's how the landscape of the NFC looks, right? Dallas Eagles are going to be, Fighting for the one seed in their division. Dallas is going to win it. And they're going to be the two seed. 49ers have clinched. Rams have clinched. Lions have clinched. Right. NFC South can be anyone's game, but there are probably whoever is the one seed in that division will probably lose out in the in the um in the first game, right? The teams that are up for going up against Dallas more likely than not, are, as the fifth, not the fifth seed, but as the seventh seed, are the Packers, the Saints, Bucks, and Seattle. Maybe the Falcons, if they can win, and if a lot of miracles can happen, I don't think they do. But Dallas has some really favorable matchups I think the Packers are overrated. I think Jordan Love isn't very good. Seattle, to me, is kind of a hard team, but Seattle has kind of wet the bed over the last couple weeks. But man, oh man, are like the matchups for the two seed really favorable right now. And some of these teams, like the Packers, do the Packers go up against the Lions next week, or is it the Vikings? No, the Packers go up against the Bears in Lambeau. But it's just... It's so interesting to see where some of these teams are going to go in the next couple of weeks and how they're going to to play up against the, uh, and how the standings are going to last or not last, but how the standings are going to kind of shake out. Playoffs in two weeks. I mean that's it. Playoffs in two weeks. Happy New Year's. I'm not celebrating revolving around the earth when i'm in my 20s that's ridiculous if you're old then celebrate if you're young like me not young i'm not young anymore i'm older i will get old i will be old at one point in time but i'm older oh they got aaron franklin about to serve up carry champion and somebody else some barbecue of course they are I love Aaron Franklin. Aaron Franklin is a legendary pit master in Austin, Texas, where the show is being hosted. The New Year's show is being hosted because New York is already past. New York, midnight has already happened in New York. In Texas, Central Standard Time, it's 25 minutes out. Aaron Franklin has some delicious barbecue for the lovely ladies. I can't wait. My mouth is already salivating. I'm hungry I can't eat anything because it's past midnight but I will see you on Tuesday I haven't even really because ex- I'm tired I haven't really gotten into the Alabama fever that I'm usually in whenever they're in the college football playoffs uh, I'm gonna be screaming roll tide roll all day today when they go out and they beat the crap out of Michigan today anyways I'll see you tomorrow happy new year's 24s podcast